My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, before we officially get started on this episode of Talking Tesla, a couple of things. Um, we really jump around a lot, so I'm going to do little swishy sounds when we go from thought to thought. I want to thank all of you that have gone on to iTunes and left us a rating and left a comment that really helps us. And if you remember last episode, Tom dropped the bomb that he's actually getting an S. And this is episode 21, which has implications. Talking Tesla's 21, it can drink. <laughs> the show's going to get more interesting. This show is hammered. <laughs> we should take it to Vegas for its birthday. We should. Hey, uh, give us some <laughs> give us some follow-up, Tom. I mean, the end of the last uh, uh-huh. session, uh, what do we call this episode? Episode 20? Uh-huh. I just about pissed my pants. Uh-huh. A lot of get- people pissed their pants. I got a lot of emails from people who were like, what the hell? Why don't you tell me things? I'm like, well, listen to the show. Follow-up is the car is in transito. In transit. Wow. What from language the, is that? From the Nuevo Yorkes. <laughs> and we're just waiting. So it had an inspection there, apparently. Yeah. And then it'll... Is this because it's through an official Tesla yeah, resale Yeah, it was bought by Tesla so online. So it's going to be checked out. So they check it bits. and then they ship it. And then that shipper has the liability, right? That's why they check it beforehand, right? In mm. case something happens. Mm-hmm. And then the shipper holds, holds the liability while it's shipping. And then it'll get to the service center in Van Nuys. And they'll check it again and prep it for delivera. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we will keep you updated as to what is happening with Tom's second-hand Tesla that is coming from New York, and we'll do a whole thing when it arrives. It's at a very, very exciting time. Now, Tom actually put down a $5,000 deposit on a Model X. He's decided not to get the Model X, so now the question is, how does he get his $5,000 back? About getting my 5K back. Oh, yes. And, and I would have... Made it part of the show, but honestly, it was boring. It's just a thing. You call like I sent them an email. Ticket, 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 ticket. Can I have my money back? Cancel my reservation. Ticket, 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 ticket. Got a bunch of phone calls back. They were very proactive, and I was very busy, so I wasn't answering it, leaving me messages all over the place, uh, which I liked. I thought that was nice of them. And then they're like, uh, I called the guys, like, hey, what's going on? I, I'm like, I just want to cancel my reservation. They're like, cool, we'll send you your five thousand dollars. Uh, what your, we just wanted to make sure we had the right address. So for those of you that haven't bought a Tesla, in order to get the Model X or the Model S in the early stages, you have to give Tesla a $5,000 deposit. That sort of holds your place in line. And then when you come to sort of build the car, they'll take that off the top. Or if you decide at the last second, nah, I don't really want it, then they give you your money back. So Tom found that they gave the money back very simply. But here's the interesting thing. Both Tom and I put deposits on those Xs over a year ago, nearly two years ago. And here's the revelation that he had. In February of 2013, which is approximately when I gave Tesla 5000 of my dollars, yes. the stock price was $38. Had I purchased $5,000 worth of Tesla stock I, and sold it at today, even though they've been tanking, tanking. I would have made $15,000 in profit over those two years. And now if, <laughs> if Tesla, so I would have gotten twenty about $20,700 in total return on that, right? So it would have been minus the 5,000. If Tesla had taken a conservative amount of, let's say the first 10,000 of those reservations and bought back their own stock, 
today they would have made $150 million. (laughs) I think that is fascinating. And we've had this conversation about Apple stock in the past, not necessarily on this show, but in private. So I could actually, if I would have just put five grand into Tesla stock, I could afford an X. It's upsetting, Tom. <laughs> it's just depressing. It's upsetting. But that one was particularly upsetting this morning. That is, I'm like, glad that you spent the time working out how much you screwed the pooch. It was thirty. Oh, by, and the price was thirty eight dollars, and today it's about one fifty eight. So I mean, that's a very sizable ROI. And you know that Tesla used that money for I don't know. Well, mostly trying to figure out how to make a Falcon wing door, but. Sheesh. I don't know. That's upsetting. All right. Well, I don't know what to do with that, but thank you for screwing up my morning. That's a fun fact, Mel. That's a fun fact. Don't buy cars. Buy stocks. Hey, let's do some follow-up. So um, one of the big things in the last episode was the supercharger station. Yeah. And that I had to wait, and I was getting very upset, and I said, you know, I'm very, very sad. I started crying. (laughs) There was gnashing of teeth. Well, we got uh, an email from Patrick Henry. Now, Patrick had a number of suggestions for this problem when you've got too many cars and not enough superchargers, and they were pretty good, mostly software-related. But one of them I particularly like was, why don't we have sort of a designated supercharger where you're only allowed to charge for 10 or 15 minutes, where you just need a quick boost and you get out. How about we designate some of those that way? I like that. He also suggested the supercharger should be on islands so that uh, when your car is full, there would be some light or something or the app would tell you you can unplug that car and plug it into yours. I really like that. Tom didn't, but he had another suggestion, which is really good and probably where we're headed. How about this? Your car is charged. If it's a 2014 or later, it just pulls it freaking self out of there and goes into another spot. But I think you solved it. Have the car move itself out. Your language. Wow, you're so angry this morning. Somebody Did your team not win the Super Bowl? (laughs) The next part of this discussion only makes sense if you've seen that autonomous charging snake thing that exists. So you get near your Tesla and this uh, snaky snake, uh, alien looking thing will come up, plug itself in, charge the car up and when it's done, unplug the car. All right, so now the next section should make a bit more sense. And uh, But you'll also have to have an autonomous snaky snake. No, you don't have to have an autonomous snaky snake because oh, the you guy can, be, the guy can unplug it. it. No, the girl, no, no, The guy in the pub whoever comes like, up. Oh, okay, move it out. Boom. No, no, no. Whoever comes up. Like, so, again, the car sends a signal like I'm uncharged. I mean the robotic thing would help completely. But if, if you're talking about a situation where someone's waiting, so you pull up, you see a thing that says completed or whatever. It's a green light. It's ready to unplug. You can unplug it. And then that car – I mean there's a way for that car to talk to you or tell you, not like a night Rider talk to you, but send you a signal or, or put a signal up on the – Actually, exactly like night Rider. Exactly like night Rider where you <laughs> just be I'm like, unplug me and I'll back out. Yeah. And then the car, you get out of its way and the car backs out and you pull your car in and you're good to go. Like I, that's definitely more – Likely at this moment with probably minimal software than like the install of all those robotic arms, which I think – I Tom, mean clearly are coming. You solved it. I'm pretty good at this, which is I believe why um, I have tens of fans. It's time for a quick interview. Our friend Robert Rosenblum is getting some solar panels put on his house and he got to play with a Model X. Here are his thoughts. Hi, Robert. How are you? Hi, Tom. I'm good. Congratulations. Thank you well, very much. We're very excited. I don't know if, I've never understood this social norm of congratulating people for spending money on You know, you congratulate people when you win the high jump competition. You congratulate people when they have a baby. But you just went and spent 50 grand. 
Congratulations. <laughs> What's more expensive than having a baby, Herbert? Seriously. So. Yeah, that's true. Many, many expenses. Yeah. Right. And they're not as comfortable to sit in. That's true. We may have to cut that line, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we don't want to take too much of your time, but first of all, tell us what you're doing this morning. Something with Solar City? What's going on? Yeah, I'm listening to the sounds of rocking the house. There are drills going all through my house from side and roof, banging and clapping, and there's actually caution tape surrounding my house. And is it uh, solar? It's a solar city install that's happening. It is. And are it they? Is. Did they have to do any upgraded work to your panel at all, or is it pretty much straightforward? Put the solar panels on, drop an inverter, and walk away. Pretty much so. Now, talk to me about the Model X, Robert. You uh, had a little, what's it called, Tesla Motor Club LA meeting, and you got to fondle, touch, smell, sniff, and sit in a Model X. Give us your first impressions. My first impression was, wow, very cool looking. I've been watching the development and listening to all of the talk, even before you guys started talking about the Model X, and I was very excited to see it in person. I'd seen it on the freeway, which was uh, actually quite dangerous because I wasn't watching the road very carefully. And then uh, that was actually the third sighting of my family. My, my, the first sighting was by my wife, who was at the Culver City Supercharger, and sent me a text and said, oh, there's this interesting-looking Tesla. And I got this photograph, and I thought, what is she talking about? That's the new X. And this was like <laughs> just barely after there was the unveiling. So I was so impressed. And I started sending the picture all around. I think I sent it to you guys. So my first impression was it was everything that I had expected and even a little more. In fact, I sat in the driver's seat for a while. And uh, the cool thing about it is that if you're going to transition from a Model S to the Model X, it feels very familiar when you're sitting in it. It's like going from, you know, one Chevrolet to the next. There's not like uh, – there, there are changes, but – the basic architecture is still there. You know where to look for all of the controls that you would typically use. But there's some nice dressings up. The sun visors just really kind of got me really excited looking at them. I didn't realize they were even there. Uh, my son pointed them out to me. And I realized that, you know, you've got this amazing sweeping windshield, which was surprisingly comfortable. Uh, we were sitting in it around 10 in the morning with the sun you know, we were facing south, so the sun was pretty much facing right at us. And the sun wasn't at all blinding, hot. It was comfortable, even though you've got this glass extending, you know, right up to the top of your head. But the sun visors are on the left side. There's this little thin thing, and I didn't even realize that it detached because it looked like it was just bolted all across. But as soon as you tug it, this little magnet retracts from the end of it, and then you can pivot it around towards where the mirror is. And I thought, well, this thing's not going to fit. It's loose. It's broken. And then as soon as I got it right to that spot, the little magnet jumped out again, and it grabbed onto the, the mirror mount. And then the thing unfolds kind of origami-like. So you can get quite a lot of different variations. And it sits right above your eye line, so it could work really well if you're driving into the sun, which I find myself doing far too often. The, the seats are really different. They're, they seem narrower and uh, uh, the ones that I was sitting, I was sitting on were the vegan seats. So they were, you know, the nice light tan color, but 
They had perforations all through it. They were really comfortable. I didn't even realize they weren't leather until the owner pointed out that they were the non-leather seats. I thought they looked really slick, and they were very comfortable. What about that uh, middle row of seats, which is my current obsession? Did you play with those? I sat back there. Yeah, I sat back there, and, you know, I'm 6'4", so space is always an issue for me, but I was really comfortable. I sat in the front seat, and then I went to the back seat, so I didn't readjust it. And I was comfortable in both positions, and I'm not that comfortable in the back seat of the Model S. I'm a little bit crunched. Which configuration was it? Was it the seven seats? No, it was the six seat. So there was an open space in the middle yeah. row, and so what? Which was really nice. It was kind of luxurious to have this space next to you where you could put like, you know, your bag or something right. you want to snacks that sort of thing. If you're on a road trip, and can you access? You think you could access pretty easily the third row through that little gap as well? For sure. I was just looking at a video, and they said that the frunk in the Model X is actually significantly bigger than the frunk in the Model S. Yeah, it's got to have like almost maybe twice the, the height, the vertical height. And how high up uh, did it sit? I mean, I've actually sat in a Model X when there was the reveal, but like you, I was so dumbstruck and and uh, like a little teenager. I uh, didn't sort of stop to think about some of these things. So does it sit up much higher than the Model S? Does it feel like an SUV or a crossover? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I asked my wife who was there as well, and she thought that it was certainly not as sexy as the Model S. Those were her words. And, um, and that it was very much more like, you know, your standard, you know, soccer mom SUV, though, you know, by far the coolest one ever made. It was a substantial car, but at the same time, it didn't feel bulky. You know, it wasn't like the, the uh, Mercedes G-Wagon, which just feels like this block. And it's, it had no, you know, it, this has real style. It feels nice. It actually feels, on the outside, smaller than it does feel on the inside. Inside, it feels much larger. And for the Doctor Who fans, they know, basically, the Model X is a TARDIS, bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Um, so thanks, Robert, for your quick review of the Model X. Good luck with those solar panels. Let's get back to the show. Is yours to... coming? What well, is happening? I know. I was thinking exactly the same thing. When the hell is this thing happened? So we now know that they only made 280-ish delivered yeah. Xs in December. Really moving them through that production line. And uh, at that rate... Uh, it's going to take forever, although I just read another report that said every other car coming off the line right now is an X. So I think production is ramping up, but I still haven't heard. I configured mine over a month ago and heard damn thing. Have you gone and looked on the website and uh, seen updates? Yeah. Oh, let me think. <laughs> uh, how about four times a day? <laughs> yes, I've heard nothing. Four times a day. So That's I'm funny. number 3,400-ish, so I expect I should be getting in the next month or so, Tom, but we'll see. Let's talk about the sun visor also. Let's so, talk about the sun visor. visor. Let's talk about it. So <laughs> the sun visor is very interesting. It's hard to describe how it works. Again, uh, you can click on some of the uh, video links there, but Tesla Rati had a uh, little note that said, it's really easy to break this thing. It's super space age. It's very cool, but it's pretty flimsy. And this guy's like, don't just grab it and fling it around like I did because I snapped the damn thing in half. <laughs> so, oh, uh, that's you know, good. just be nice. So there's another car story. You ready? Yeah, let's do World's it. World's fastest electric car. There's a uh, car, electric, <laughs> that goes 370 miles per hour. It doesn't look street legal. 
Um, it's nothing to do with street legal. <laughs> no. It's just fast, and they take it out on the um, that's fast. On, the, on the California salt uh, plains. Is it California or Nevada? Utah's Bonneville salt flats. Oh, it's Utah. not California or Nevada. It's all the same. We it? only have <laughs> a very good friend whose brother holds a world record on that, that very salt flat. So not in an electric car. Not in an electric car. In a very fast motorcycle. One seventy one You heard right, over 170 miles an hour on your Harley. Uh, that's scary. And all this talk of speed brings me to the point where I had to explain to Tom why I didn't get ludicrous mode on my Model X. And there's a very good reason. The reason is because I couldn't freaking deal with it. I would kill myself. I'd be like, this is really fun. Whoa, oh, it turns out you can't go around the corner this fast. Oh, look at me upside down. Yeah, but it's got a low center of gravity, so. Oh, look at me crashing through somebody's house and killing small children. Oh, yeah, that's possible. Full uh, flat, like a flat spin. Just it's bad <laughs> things would happen, so I didn't get fast car because I cannot be trusted. All right, let's do the Model 3 reveal. Last time we spoke, Tom, you were all excited because the they Model reveal 3. the Model 3 in March, and you're like, and I'm going to put down my $5,000, yeah. I'm going to go to the reveal it's gonna event. It's going to be great. And now um, he's uh, basically saying, and when I say he, I mean Elon, is basically saying, oh, yeah, we're going to show you some pictures, <laughs> some photographs of the Model 3 in March. Not an actual car, and everybody's like, well, "What happened?" At least we won't have to hear him say. Uh, basically, it's smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this has sort of pissed a lot of people off because uh, yeah, there was going to be this yes, big reveal, right. and now he's like, eh, "No, just some pictures." This was reported in uh, Jalopnik. <laughs> Jalopnik, yeah, Jalopnik. <laughs> it sure was. Jalopnik. And so no free drinks. No pastries. What the hell? Just like some photos. I think he's just going to pass out pictures that he got at the CVS yeah. uh, that they're taking of the Model 3s. Now, yeah. you had a little thing here. I think we've talked about it, but there is an app for your Apple Watch if you've got one. Yeah. And you Third can party. summon your car. And in fact, uh, that little app, when I first got it a year or so ago, I didn't mm-hmm. like so much. They've updated a lot. Yeah. And uh, it's actually quite functional, quite good, quite lovely. And now with the Apple version, you can just click on your wrist, bing, right. and your car will uh, drive out of the uh, – out of what the fuck Do you know what called? the app, out of the garage? Thank you. I'm, I'm not so good with the words. <laughs> Do you know what that app is called? Because I know it's not the it's Tesla S. app. No, it's called. Uh, it's the indep- It's independently developed. It's yes. 9.99 on the App Store, so Apple gets its cut. But it, remote S, it's called remote S. So you can summon even if your fob is not near the car. You can summon your car. So you can turn on the the app, start your car. And then summon it, and it will. There's some video on YouTube. We'll put that in the show notes. You see the guy push his button on his car, and the car opens the garage. The lights flash. Car backs out. Another car drives by the street behind it, and mm-hmm. you see the uh, the S kind of hesitate a little bit, like which grandma. is kind of cool. Ooh. Right? Ooh, ah! Slams on the brakes a little bit. No, very smoothly. Backs out. Lowers the garage door, and I think it just went to the store and got some donuts or something like this that. This is, you know, back. this goes again with your plan to just have the car just, I'm full, I'm at the supercharger, I'm going to yeah. drive myself out. Just back out. All right, so now let's talk about um, solar panels and solar electricity. And um, I've sent four emails, not three, four emails to four different people at Solar City saying, I want to get some more solar panels on this house. Please get back to me. I emailed the person who did the solar panels that are on my house from Solar uh-huh. City. Nobody gets back to me. It's driving me, and I'm not picking up the phone to call them. No, I do not pick up the phone. 
Why? I do not like to talk to people. I want to do it all via email. So you know what I said? If you can't get back to me, I'm done. Uh-huh. And so I called SunPower. And I literally went to SunPower website and I put in my address and I said I want to get some panels. Literally within three minutes, I got an email back and a phone call. And I'm like, done. Maybe that should tell you something about the two companies. Maybe one of them's really busy. <laughs> one of putting solar panels one guy on the whole country. Well, I'm gonna and let the you, other one's like, hmm? I'm going to let you know because they're coming out on Wednesday. They're going to do the whole thing. I'm going to record it. We're going to go and put some solar panels how, on another house using SunPower, not Solar City. We're going to see. How big is how big of a system you think you're getting? I'm there? trying to get a five kilowatt system because that'll cover all of the. Uh, that should be a hundred percent replacement for this house. Doesn't use that much electricity. Unlike, unlike my house, which uses a bloody. Are lot. you putting a charger over at that house too, Herbert? Charger? Probably at some point, but I don't need it right now. Now, because of this show and the fact that I have lots of solar panels on my house, I get lots of people asking me about solar energy and how it works and whether it's worthwhile and is it cost effective and how do you just work it all out? Well, the bottom line is that there's a number of calculators and almost every solar installer has a calculator and you can go on and work out what size system would give you 100% replacement. And then you can work out, depending on how much your base electricity costs in your area, how long that will take for you to get paid back. And you can also note that putting solar panels on your house is associated with a rise in the value of your house. So some studies suggest that you basically get your money back as soon as you put it on the house. Because when you sell your house, if it, say, cost you ten or $20,000 or more to put solar panels on your house, you'll get that money back at the point of sale. Because when they compare houses with solar panels against houses without solar panels, the ones with solar panels sell for more, and it turns out to be about the price of what it would cost to install those solar panels. So from a cost-effective point of view, depending on where you live, it almost certainly is cost-effective to put solar panels on at this point and should get even more cost-effective as the cost of those panels comes down even further and the cost of electricity generation keeps going up from other power sources, then I think it becomes more and more cost-effective all the time. The other big confusing question that people always ask is, should I lease or should I buy? So solar leasing has really exploded the solar industry and solar city here in the US is the biggest. So solar leasing kind of works like this. No out-of-pocket expenses. They come and put the panels on your roof and they work out how much energy that's going to produce. And then you buy that energy from that solar installer at a fixed rate. And usually that fixed rate is a little bit above what you're paying right now. It's maybe a cent or two more per kilowatt hour than what you're paying right now, but then it stays there for 20 years. So it's fixed for 20 years, and so as your neighbor's rates go up and up and up over time, yours stay the same. And then they usually do a correction, like if for some reason your solar panels don't produce the amount that they thought, then they'll give you a rebate. And then at the end of that 20-year period, you have the option of buying them. So if you don't want to have out-of-pocket expenses, you can actually do it this way. You can lease it from a solar installer like SolarCity and pay them the money instead of paying it to your utility. And if you get 100% replacement, then you pay it all to SolarCity or whoever it is. And if you get 50% replacement, then your energy bill goes down by 50%. So that's how you do a solar lease. Now, for me, psychologically, I don't like to do that even though I have a partial lease right now, from now on when I buy my solar, I'm just going to buy it outright because then I'm done. And that's just pure psychology. Here's the money. I own it. I put a $20,000 system in. I don't have to pay anybody anything and it can just generate electricity. And I don't have any hassles trying to work out how to uh, move that lease over to the next homeowner or anything like that. Just 
done. And I think solar panels are cheap enough now that I don't feel too bad about it. But you might say, well, probably it's better to wait because as solar panels come down, if I buy them today, it'll be much more expensive than if I buy them, you know, three years from now. I'm not so worried about that. I want to do carbon offset. So I just pay for it up front. But if you don't have the cash in the bank, and most people don't, solar leasing is a really good way to do it. No out-of-pocket expenses. Then you basically pay the solar installer to provide you beautiful, clean energy, although initially and sometimes a little higher price than usual. And then at the end of 20 years, and here's the trick, at the end of 20 years, then you can then uh, buy those solar panels or they'll come and take them down. But the people I've spoken into the solar industry said, you know what, in 20 years, they'll have made their money out of those panels. And uh, if they can talk you into buying them, sure. And if not, it's probably not going to be worth their time to come and take them down. What are they going to do with them? So they expect, and we don't know, that 20 years from now when all these leases come up, that uh, you just get to keep your panels. You don't even have to buy them or they'll do some really ridiculous cheap deal so that they can get a bit of extra cash. They won't charge you the full amount, but we'll see. And another thing I wanted to do uh, since we're talking about solar panels is that I watched this guy called Leo Laporte. He's the tech guy. He has uh, this whole sort of streaming internet service uh, tech shows. Empire. It's a bit of an empire. And he said this on the show and I'm like, I wonder if that's true. He's like, I'm getting an X. Uh-huh. And I'm uh, getting all these solar panels, mm-hmm. and I did the math, mm-hmm. and he said that when I fully charge my Tesla, it will run my house, all my house's electricity needs, for three days. 90 kilowatt battery in his X, three days, so he's using 30 kilowatts hours per day, which is actually about the same as what I use. Bit of an energy hog, right? Yeah. That's a lot. The yeah, average home uses 10. refrigerators here, though. So. You know, every time one of our friends leaves the country, they give us a fridge <laughs> and... We just plug it in. We should stop doing it. We have three fridges. It's ridiculous. And they use a lot of energy. So the average home in America uses 10 kilowatt hours a day. Leo's using 30. I'm using 30. You plug in your car. It's amazing that your car has enough energy to run my entire house for three days. Then he did the math and said, with my new solar setup, three days of sunshine to fill up my car. Three days to fill up that car. On your system or the one that he's talking on about? On his system, which apparently is about the same size as me. So let me try and go That's through the math. That's a long time, by the way. I'm not going to bore you with the math, but a lot of people ask, well, how big a system do I need to drive my car fully on sunlight, not using anybody else's energy? And it depends on, again, lots of factors. Same factors we talked about before about how much sun your place gets and all that stuff. But also it depends on how far you drive. And as we've uh, worked out... You know, these cars, they use a lot of energy. But on average, if you want to do about a 1,000 miles of driving per month, you're going to need about a 5-kilowatt system. So that same average household, that same average household that does 10 kilowatts a day in terms of energy, and you'd need about a 5-kilowatt system to completely offset that, you're going to need that same size system again to do about a 1,000 miles driving per month. So that gives you sort of ballpark figures. So if you want to offset your car and your average energy use in your house for the average person, and you want to do about 1,000 miles a month, you're going to need about a 10-kilowatt system to do all of that. And that's what I kind of have at my house, a little bit bigger than that. And that's about right. It's a pretty big system and takes up most of the roof area of my house. So let's move on and let's talk uh-huh. about the largest solar plant ever in the world to exist in Morocco. So in Morocco, in Morocco they import 97% of their energy and they're like, this is not a good idea. So they're really doubling down on renewable energy and they're putting in the world's biggest solar plant. So this is concentrated solar and the sun comes down and it hits and they reflect it to a big giant bowl of salt 
That so salt heats up water. Voltaic solar. It's mirror solar. Mirror solar, like the one that's in Nevada here, and yeah. they heat up the salt and it boils the water and it spins the turbine. This salt gets so hot. It's salt. It's a basically the one in molten is salt. oil. Is it not? Well, it's a molten salt oil thing. Interesting. And it heats it up so much that it stays hot for eight hours after the sun goes down so it can run the turbine overnight. And Morocco's known for its sun. Oh, it's got a lot of sun. <laughs> and its heat. So that's pretty cool. And so how big – it says right here it'll run a million homes, a million Moroccan homes? A million Moroccan homes. When it is finished, it's doing it in three stages. But that's – Do we know how many Moroccan homes there are? Like what – How many people live in Morocco? Point? Are they going to get to this point? They want to get to the point where they are 50% renewables in the next, I think, 10 years. Something like that. Nice. That's cool. Good for Morocco. You know what? I salute you, Morocco. I never saluted a country before, Mal, but it just happened. He actually made the gesture as well. <laughs> the hand gesture, the whole freaking deal. Here, so. I'll lift your spirits. I'll Thanks. let you do the next thing. <laughs> Elon acts yeah, wait, like wait, a little... Wait, wait. wait. Okay. yeah, yeah, you wrote... <laughs> <laughs> the next the next segment in the show notes are called Elon things, and this particular one is Elon acts like a little bitch. <laughs> Can't say that. It's, it's blocked out. No, I can say it. You have to beep it have if to you're beep it out. big baby or whatever. So this blogger who was an uh, – <laughs> he's like an electric car blogger. It is funny, Tom, but try to get through hilarious, it. It's hilarious, right? He wrote – uh, a blog called Dear at Elon Musk. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, so he placed a $5,000 deposit on the car and then didn't get a chance to test drive it at the event that you went to. Yes. You got in it, but you didn't test drive it. No. He did not want to wait. So he wrote a pretty nasty little blog post, and I think a lot of people read it, about, oh, thanks for starting an hour and a half later and all this other negative things about it. I didn't even get to drive in it, even though I have a money down on a $130,000 car. A lot of the press was getting into it. Um Elon canceled his ex uh, contract. No car for you. That is so <laughs> weird. So it gives you some insight into Elon. We love Elon. He's trying to save the world. He needs I to couldn't, stop. I couldn't be a bigger fan. <laughs> but somebody over there in the press department needs to go, no, Elon, you can't do that. That is really bad. So a blogger goes and has a little pissy thing. Nobody would have cared. But then Elon cancels his ex. And tweeted about it. And tweeted about it. And now everybody's talking about it. For example, us. <laughs> yeah, then there's Elon. us. Yeah. Yeah, Give no. the boy his car back. Stop being such a baby. Your events aren't run well. Fix it. Don't blame us. We've been there. They're not run well. I'm just, They're not on time. Tom, shh, stop. You know why? Because they heard this before. Because I want to get my ex. <laughs> you can't say bad oh, things. I'm saying it. I don't have an ex. They're not going to cancel right. my uh, used dear ex, Elon, are they? Um, Tom uh, is an independent uh, <laughs> producer of the show, and he can say whatever he likes. Please don't cancel my ex. Oh, I'm very independently producing this show. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's also talking about doing an electric plane. And here's what he said. Well, I've been thinking about the vertical takeoff and landing electric jet. I think I have something that might be close. I'm quite tempted to do something about it. Dude, this guy... He's always thinking. Yeah. Always thinking. Jet X. All right. Now we're about Jets, 12 hours into this it, thing. Or is it Jetsla? Jetsla. <laughs> or Jet City. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on some names for you, Elon. We're going to workshop you should. You know what you things. should do? You should uh, buy the, the um, domain names. 
Yeah. Because one of his – It's almost certainly going to choose one of those. Jetsler.com. And you could get it. All right, a couple of emails. Let's finish this thing off. For uh-huh. God's sake, it's so long. Oh, it's a terrible. We're right. sorry. Don't listen to it. So the first us. one is from – we're going to say Chris Chin. He asked us, you know, guys, can you uh, post a picture of your Teslas? And, I couldn't. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to start getting more busy with the videos and the, the pictures. But uh, he specifically asked um, – they seem to be production constrained. You guys have talked about it that you haven't got your X yes, uh, and met that, and yet they're talking about making five hundred thousand cars annually. How's that going to happen? Well, as I understand it, yes, as best I understand it, is that the factory that is in Fremont right now used to make five hundred thousand satins. So theoretically, it's big enough to make five hundred thousand cars if the production system is about the same. Now it's not; it's complicated, but I think they have a plan here. And they're going to open um, factories in China as well to cover the Chinese market. So I'm not worried once they get ramped up that they'll be able to produce these cars. The real question is whether they're going to be able to sell the damn things. Right. It's a big building. We've been on the tour, and they're only using a very, very small portion of it for the line. They only have uh, the two assembly lines right now, the S and the X, and they're trying to make a combo line. I think the X line is trying to be a combo line. I'm not sure exactly if they were able to figure that out where they could switch back and forth between making an S and an X. But it's a very, very difficult process. And and the one thing that we all know about Tesla is they are not – they were not built as a car manufacturing. They're a technology company, so they're struggling a little bit. They have – a lot of presses and secondhand machinery in there that they are robots. making work. Robots. Some beautiful they machinery. They basically everything in there. They take the aluminum and they press it there and yeah. they even make that giant 17-inch touchscreen. They make it there. Yeah. It's a very different way of doing things. And only time yeah. will tell if this right. was a disaster. A lot of articles recently have talking about how complicated this stupid X is. And Elon, as we've uh, noted in the past, saying – I shouldn't have made it so complicated. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a masterpiece. It's complicated. Yeah, very or, complicated. And people are concerned about what that complication means for the long-term sort of warranty situations for it. And, you know, I hope that that does not come to bear. Well, the doors are already a bit of a problem. Yeah. Already. And yeah. a number of people said this is a warranty nightmare. Already on the Tesla forums, you can say, I had my ex and I had took the doors back three times already. Wow. So that's, that's upsetting. And that's they've bummer. changed the way they do the doors, but... Oy, oy and But another commentator was, and on Tesla Radio was saying this, and I think it's good. They're doing this a little differently, though. One of the reasons you're not seeing 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 Xs already is that they're trying to fix the problems as they go. Rather than just ship them all out and deal with yeah. it later, they're trying, as they do the production, to tweak it. So I think that's right. probably a good idea. Stupid. Tom, do you have any fun facts? I gave you the fun fact at the beginning of the show. That was what? about the $5,000 in Tesla stock. Oh, that's right. That's a pretty damn fun fact. To be no, that's not. F- there's nothing fun like, about oh, that stupid here. fact. <laughs> I've got a little rant. So we always have Tom's fun facts, mm-hmm. and now we're going to do Mel's rants because I got a little rant. Okay. I'm really upset at light. Yeah, I'm pretty pissed off at light too with all the making me see stuff. I'm actually upset with light speed. It's too slow, Tom. Too slow. I've been thinking a lot about Mars, the Martian. Elon Musk wants to take us to the Mars. I just finished a book called Saturn Run, which is about. That's aliens. That word Saturn. is Saturn. Saturn run. <laughs> that word Saturn. The car was also Saturn earlier. I didn't want to say anything, but okay. since he said it again. Whatever. And I'm upset about light because Saturn, which is not, it's just a neighbor. It's just down the street. Yeah. You know how long it takes light to get to Saturn? Therefore, if I wanted to talk to you on other radio waves that are at light speed, 
You know how long that takes? From Earth or from, from the Earth sun? To Saturn. Well, I don't think the light from Earth goes to Saturn. No, I'm calling you on a radio frequency that goes at the oh, speed I see of what light. You're saying. Okay, so I'm how close, long I'm does it take? Closer to Saturn than the than the Sun is, so a little quicker. Um, it probably takes three minutes. One hour. Oh. Saturn, which is just down the street, light. You think you're so fast? It takes an hour at the speed of light to get to Saturn. So all the t- <laughs> all the TV on Saturn is in tape delay. It's One hour. Exactly. So the Super Bowl ended an hour before the people on Saturn knew that it was over. It's ridiculous. Why, Light, why does just that saying, bother you? Because I would really like to talk to beings in the other side of the galaxy. It's very far. Well, this is the problem. <laughs> why isn't gonna... light faster than it is? Because the distances are so extreme. Light, couldn't you be faster so we could talk to the aliens on the other side of the galaxy? All right, hold on a second. So I could go to Saturn and have a conversation in real time instead of having an hour delay? All right, here you go. I'm uh, upset. It's a rant. May not be rational. Light speed, you're not as fast as you think you are. Hold on a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Light. Okay. Hey, Light. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're not Light. You're Mel. <laughs> light. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'd like you to – we know you're fast. You've been training your whole life. You're moving around the universe, letting us, you know, look at stuff, making it possible to, to, to know what color things are <laughs> by reflecting stupid. your spectrum. You can't and, talk to and, light. And I love Mel. I love him. He's a great, he's a great, great man. Can you, can you hit the gym? <laughs> just maybe, maybe a couple Spartan races, and just, just, a, just maybe twice as fast, double light speed, triple light speed. I don't know. Whatever it takes. The man works hard. He's putting solar panel to collect light on all of them. Come on, light. Do it for Mel. Everybody, let's let's give slow clap for light. Are you done? <laughs> you can do it, Tom, light. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for what you've done. <laughs> We're done here. Have you enjoyed the show? And we've been Talking, 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 tal